Shitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. <laughs> I'm Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger. Hello, hello, and that Trevor laughing was because we are testing out doing this with video <laughs> this week. We usually uh, just have our audio in each other's ears, but I can see... Exactly when Trevor's drinking so I can make him snort it out his nose. That's the goal. (laughs) (laughs) You bastard. (laughs) (laughs) So, as has become tradition, I think we shall start with a click picture. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a game where we now have a random picture generator which is just pulling from a bunch of URLs uh, that we found uh, on a 175 weird stock photo site. And we uh, <laughs> we don't know which one's going to come up until we put it into our Discord and uh, send it to each other. So, let's go ahead. Trevor's going first this week. Yes. Three, two, one, enter. All right. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I was like, well, this isn't that strange because I thought yeah, it was, it okay, <laughs> Asian lady sitting, like, on the edge of a river holding a, t- a chicken, I guess, or a turkey. Yeah, it's a it's a rooster, I think. Yeah, I think it's a rooster. Another one in a cage nearby. And I was like, okay. And then I realized she's, like, splurting water in its face, like, spraying water in its face yeah. from her mouth, like, basically doing a spit take onto this rooster. Yeah. Okay. So, rooster and spit take is what I'm getting out of this. Mm. So, do you think this rooster's just told her a really funny joke? (laughs) So, have you ever watched, um, I think it's Smosh, do like a try not to laugh compilation sort of thing where they they all sort of stand, uh, sit around with water in their mouth and they, everyone else tries to, they've got 30 seconds to make them spit water out. I think maybe I've seen something like that, but okay. Yeah. I think you've chosen the the exact same thing, except it's It's for um, for lonely people. Who just have pets. <laughs> <laughs> funny pets, um, apparently. She's spitting. Funny pets. She's she's spitting. She's like she's lifted it up though. That's that's against the rules. You're not supposed to touch. <laughs> what do you think the other one that's in the cage did wrong? You know what? The way that she's sort of spitting this water out at, at this turkey and the fact that the oh not the turkey, the the rooster. And the fact that the rooster is so drenched wet. Um I think this is some sort of basting. Oh, um, it's a so she's preparing cooking it for game. dinner. Yeah, I've never seen a cooking game where you literally start from a live animal. Yeah, and obviously, you know, this is a weird one in where in which your character does all the all the preparations using their mouth, or it's just maybe it's just like no utensils allowed, <laughs> no tools. <laughs> how do you, how do you get the water across to to like wash it down? You put it into your mouth and spit it on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I, I'm kind of liking this idea of uh, a, a, if it's starting to feel like a game that like fucking Peter would put out or something, but like cooking mama, but you have to like kill the meat first. <laughs> like it's basically from yep. from for, from farm to table, uh, farm to table <laughs> cooking mama. You you you're literally raising from from hatching of the egg, uh, preparing, you know, yeah. feeding every day. Yeah, you having to it's go out sort of like a tamagotchi, but um, with a really deadly end. <laughs> <laughs> you have to put a name in. <laughs> you got to name it. <laughs> oh my god! Actually, I really like that idea of a Tamagotchi where it's just raising it to to kill it. It's like a Charlotte's Web situation, but you're the farmer, and you don't give a fuck <laughs> that this spider is trying to save his pig. 
Um, I kind of love the idea that you get all the way through the game and and then the um you know the tutorial that's been popping up the whole time or you know your Tom Nook or whatever yeah. sort of comes up and goes and now you get to kill it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just been how to raise it for like you've literally been playing for three weeks. It's like mm, looks fat enough. Here's the axe. <laughs> It's on the DS or something. It's like, pick up the, pick up the axe. Pick up the axe. It's just the whole time. It's just continually, like, you're trying not to do it. It's like, that meat's getting a little bit stringy now. I think you really need to pick up that axe. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that. I like that. That's pretty good. The, Although it does go against, it does go against the whole idea of not having any any utensils, so maybe it's okay. Snap its neck, yeah. <laughs> Take your bare hand, baste the animal with the oil. <laughs> so this whole time, so maybe that's what it is. There's no utensils because it's this fucking like super woo like um, organic bullshit. Where they're like, no human tools have touched these animals. Nothing unnatural, <laughs> like metal that has been worked. <laughs> We've only used sticks that we found on the ground. And then later on, there's like, um, go vandalize the blacksmith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It turns into this like eco warrior uh, <laughs> uh, simulation. Yeah. I think we're going to head over into our other favourite game, which is Click Pitch, which is a game that we each have a random word generator in front of us. What the fuck was that word? Generator. We've got a random word generator in front of us on the counter. Three, two, one, click. We're going to click refresh. We're going to take those words. We're going to throw them at each other. And then we'll see each other receive those words and just catch them. Um, And then we mash them together and make a game sign. Yeah. I'm thinking we do ramped up this week. Ramped up click pictures again, but we each have a phrase. <laughs> yeah, it's basically the same thing, but instead we we have a, a an adjective and a noun phrase uh, that uh, that we join together. And so yes, so let's do it. Three, two, one, click. Several chew tasteful dissolve. Ooh. Now, when I saw mine first, I was thinking like editing, like editing a movie, like a dissolve between scenes. But when you said several chew. That made me think of some sort of like BB Baraka gives you BB bounce sort of situation. <laughs> um, um, something to do with like medic, medic, medication dissolving in water. Yeah. See, uh, when you started talking about editing and all that sort of stuff, I started thinking about, okay, what if in this, in this world film was editable and also edible? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, what happens when you eat film in this world, then? Is there some effect based on what you eat? Um, I, I think it's it's based off of what was actually within the film itself. So, you know, if you eat that nasty porn stuff, uh-huh. um, then, you know, you get a really bad taste in your mouth. But um, if you eat, like, a superhero movie, then you gain some of those powers. I'm not going to ask what the bad taste was. Um <laughs> <laughs> because I'm trying to figure out, like, is it just that the is it just that the the film tastes a certain way 
based on what movie you're eating and thus it's like trying to find the best tasting film or it actually gives you some sort of attributes because then you've gone that you might get superhero powers from superpowers from a superhero yep. movie. Um, but it also tastes really good. But it also tastes really good because it's just by that logic, eating a porn movie might actually just give you a really big dick. <laughs> As opposed Depends to just what, tasting what bad. The subject matter of the porn is. Oh, well, yeah, like- true. I just think we have to figure out the rules of this world. Okay. So, the rules of this world. A, they always say do not eat the porn films. <laughs> we don't know what happens. Uh, so, that's that done. <laughs> yeah, we won't go anywhere <laughs> down that path. That's fine. Okay. So, they, they sort of recommend against eating any of the films because you don't want to have any adverse effects. I.e., you never want to eat a serial killer documentary because you'll turn into a serial killer. Okay. So, is this a little bit like iZombie where when they eat the brains, they sort of get attributes of the person they ate. This is you eat the film and you get attributes of that film, but- it's yeah, like if no one's ever had that film before, then they don't. You don't necessarily know what parts of the film are kind of going to come through. So maybe there are safe films that get eaten for certain things, like um, <laughs> like you've got mail. Just it tastes like really wholesome and um, and and like just makes you feel good for a while. It's but it's kind of like an antidepressant. <laughs> And Saw is just, you know, really, really, like, depressing. Well, Saw's kind of <laughs> like listening to heavy metal. Like, it sort of gives you this empowering but, like, dark feeling in your belly. <laughs> okay. So, I think that's enough on that particular version. I do kind of like the idea of now going over to yours where you were talking about, like, a Bieber rocker sort of <laughs> thing of dis- something dissolving. Okay. So, well, unless unless that's how you have to- tasty and chew. Unless that's how you have to eat the movies. Is you dissolve it in, like, you don't just chew on a DVD. Because <laughs> I kind of want to continue. I don't want to just, like, throw this away. Um, do you- Is it only, like, does eating a copy of the film have the same effect as, like, if you had the raw original, it, like, edited Ooh. film? Okay. So, that does bring it to a new- to a new place. Like- Eating a copy of a copy of a copy is obviously going to have diminishing returns every single yeah. time. But eating the original is is literally like it's like that pure cocaine, it's pure sort of uncut, thing, you know? yeah, yeah, cinema, pure uncut like cinema. It's that's the newest drug on the street. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, this is there. Yeah, there we go. So, are you playing someone who's like seeking out the original copy of some particular movie that like you had a scene from once? You know, of from a copy, and it made you feel really good, and you're just like, okay, I need the raw version of that. I need to find the original, like tape, or the original canister of you got mail. It's like I just, uh, I love Meg Ryan. Release, I love Tom Hanks together. It's so wholesome. Release the Snyder cut because I want to eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but again, that's that's a copy of a copy because it's straight off the master cassette. Uh, But if you can get that master cassette, then you know that is like that's the good shit. The pro- the problem is there is no Snyder cut anymore because Snyder ate it. <laughs> That's what gives him his powers <laughs> of mediocrity. <laughs> he didn't used to be mediocre. Mediocre. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, they shouldn't. They should stop giving him fucking licenses. Um, let him do his own shit. Um. All right. So are you? Yeah. Are you playing someone then? Yeah. Is it that you? Maybe you are this person who's like super depressed, hitting rock bottom. 
And you remember when you were like 19 and someone dissolved, like <laughs> just your pitch- home movies. <laughs> no, no, I'm just picturing like people with VHS tapes. Just, like, pulling the tape out <laughs> and, like, dipping it in water, it just dissolves and they stir it around and drink it. Oh, now, now, I'm, now I'm picturing that what they actually do is they fast forward to the position that they actually want. So, it may be, like, something they recorded off the TV. They fast forward to, like, oh, this amazing advert that I haven't seen for years, you know, I always wanted to taste this particular, um, yep. this particular advert as to what it would actually feel like. And then, you know, they fast forward, they pause it, then they pull out the tape and they dissolve that part. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, I think, I think people get really good at splicing it back together once they've taken the bit out that they want. Or they've, or everyone's just got like those things to like look at the film. Oh, that doesn't, no, that doesn't, that only works with actual like cellular. No, it doesn't Um, work with VHS. I mean, (laughs) maybe they've got like magnetic, (laughs) some sort of, I don't know. (laughs) Um, but I'm picturing that's, that's why it's been, that's why it's been outlawed. Is because you had all these people taping stuff off the TV and then making bad cuts, and so they they'd have taped yeah the like feel good advertisement, but they also got a bit of like the horror movie that they taped over. Yeah, that's where I was about to go. This is this is where they actually found out that like VHS tapes still remember the stuff that was behind it. <laughs> oh, so oh, right, that's being taped over. If they haven't been like degaussed <laughs> or something. Yeah, so I'm thinking what actually happens is. You found the last VHS tape in existence, and you're at this party, and they're and they're basically like, "Oh yeah, let's just cut, check it out." And, like they pull that out shit this, up. you know, old um old VHS tape, and they've fast forwarded and they've divvied it up between all these different people. And the part that you happened to get had like the um the secret nuclear codes or something like that. <laughs> okay, so. St- <laughs> Wait, 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 let me get this premise right. <laughs> is that randomly they found this old VHS tape that's got- That they purchased at like a, a flea market or the black market or something like that. Yeah, like- and it's got like three episodes of- Seinfeld. Seinfeld on it, fine, <laughs> yep. But what we didn't realise is that this was some government employee who stole a classified VHS tape from yep. work and taped Seinfeld over the top of it and was too <laughs> yeah. scared to bring it back and admit their mistake and so just like sold it sold it on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's gonna be really hard to like explain the situation. I guess you could just go through like a weird montage cutscene. Um like maybe maybe whenever your character, you know, takes a cinema sip <laughs> <laughs> They take the tape out and just lick it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is your least. Maybe that's how they like. You know how? Um, <laughs> you know how when you, when in in movies they're like delivering the drugs and they like get the knife and like dip it in and like take a taste Scrape to make a sure it's all right. That's how they do it in this. It's just Rub like on the teeth. Yeah, in this it's just like all right, pull out a bit of the tape, lick it. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's the good shit. <laughs> that's pure uncut full house right there. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> no, this is this was a fresh tape when this full house was recorded, wasn't it? <laughs> oh god. Three to one click. That's just gone into the weirdest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure we got a game there, but I don't know. You can picture some eh. sort of adventure story. Three to one click. Yeah. 
unrestricted practicality. Latter cat. What? Latter cat. Yep. So, latter cat. So, like, if you had two cats, it'd be like the former cat and, the, like, the latter cat. Yep. That's, that's, I think, what it is. You do have two cats. Okay. Uh, what was yours again? Unrestricted- Practicality. Practicality. So, in this world, it's practical to have two cats. Or it's practical oh. to only have one cat. Oh, this is-, is this a- Okay, this is a situation where, yeah, everyone's restricted to one cat. Hmm. But you've got a second cat, the latter cat. Yep. Do you play yep. the latter cat? Or do you play, like, ooh. Because it could be kind of cool. I, I think I think you play, like, a cat who finds out that they are the latter cat. Like, there was a former cat. Oh, it's more- it's not that they, this person has two cats, it's that they used to- they had one cat and now you're the replacement cat, you're the latter cat. Yep. And it's- it's actually not allowed to- to be a second cat. Like, everyone is allowed one cat and once they die, that's it, you cannot have another cat. Right. They- it's basically a restricted amount of cat love in the world per person. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when two people with cats get married? Do they get to keep both cats? One gets killed in a ritual sacrifice. I don't know what to say. Like, Right. That makes sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're treated like a Tamagotchi and they're brought up from birth. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I'm just going to ignore it. <laughs> uh, okay. So, is this a world where- because, because sort of saying that they find out they're the latter cat uh, implies some sort of intelligence. Like, is this- you You are in- it's sort of like Secret Life of Pets. You're like the pets who can all talk to each other, but they don't- the, the, the adults don't understand- the adults, the humans don't understand them. Yeah, I think what actually has happened is that um, all animals have actually died out in this world. Okay. And so- um, all the all the cats are like genetically grown when when you um turn a certain age, and so- <laughs> okay. So is it like they've discovered the like psychological benefits of having a cat in someone's life? So basically, these are like medicinal yep. cats. Yes, kind of like um you know how some people need those support animals yeah. and that sort of stuff. Everyone in this world gets a support animal, and that animal is a cat. Because cats are the most awesome animals. Okay, and it's also, I guess, in a world where every other animal's died out, they're just like, okay, we've realised that for people to get through their life, they need to have at least had some contact with an animal. <laughs> so we they will- have companionship, and that companionship comes from their single cat, and it's it's one of those things where it gets imprinted upon the person. Yeah, and the reason why you're not allowed a second cat is because. The imprinting process can actually go wrong. If hang, on, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. They've got genetic memories. Hang on. So, you're saying- Yeah. <laughs> I just want to get this straight. That the government genetically engineers these cats- Yes. And then those cats somehow- For a darker purpose. Yeah, okay. Those cats somehow alter the mind of the owner with some sort of imprint over time. Yes. 
Right. Yes. Now, the public doesn't know this. The public just thinks, no. ooh, free cat. Yes. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Public think free cat. Okay. Gotcha. So and this- continual companionship. So, ba- okay. So, basically, cats are a delivery mechanism for mind control by the government. Or behavior, yes. behavior control. Yeah. Keep the public calm and, and malleable by giving them so cats. I've been playing on your recommendation, Lair of the Clockwork God. Yes. Um, so I like the idea of this is an adventure game in which you both play the, the latter cat and, and the guy and the master. Okay. Sort of thing. Yep. Yep. And so as you, as you're going, so, sort of like your platformy sort of thing is your cat. Yep. And your um, and your adventure gamey sort of per, uh, thing is your guy. So the guy can do like all the levers and that sort of stuff, <laughs> and the cat can go into all the all the crevices and and okay. creep in between. Yeah, I like that idea of yeah. of even if we don't go full on the like meta hemo oh, of no. of adventure versus platformer. Yeah, I like that idea of them having the sort of different skills. Um, okay, so has has the fact? All right, how did this? human get a second cat did someone they know like die as they received their cat or i think they actually work in the genetic lab where these cats are built or grown oh did one accidentally imprint well i think he he had one and it got killed in the house fire when he was a lot younger and because he was then working in this um Working in this genetic lab, he didn't think that there was anything wrong with, you know, just sneaking a, a cat embryo out, and it it imprinted <laughs> on him, and um, it looked exactly the same as the other cat, so it seemed all Call fine. Kit embryo, but um, uh, then all of a sudden, in his brain, the cat started talking to him because it's a result of the mixed um, imprints, basically. Yeah, uh, it's the reason why the government doesn't actually allow. For two imprints. Right. Because- <clears throat> Right, because then they then they have too much cat in their head, yep. basically, and so it allows them to communicate. So, can this person now communicate with all the cats or just this one? I don't know whether we want a what women want sort of, um, <laughs> you know, sort of situation here. <laughs> what cats want. <laughs> or, so, what kittens we- want to get the, like, slant right in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know that that's the name of this episode now. So. <laughs> um, I don't think we really want to go down that path, although it could be kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So, they're going on sort of a platforming adventure adventure um, yep. with the sort of conversation going back and forth. And are they now trying to, like, disrupt this whole system and bring down the government's control? Um, that sort of level? I, I think- Could almost I think be they've a- actually got, I think they've actually got, like- um, some people from the lab trying to come and dissect this cat because they um, they want to understand, like, this, well, this latter cat. They'd probably be trying to dissect both of them to, like, yep. figure out the connection and how this effect happened. Um, yep. All right. So, that's interesting. So, I guess, like, when other people have cats, there's, like, a moment of imprint where past that you can, you can still, like- uh, be around other cats and it's not going to cause a problem. It's only if that initial imprint, if you get an imprinted twice. Um, so it turns out that this is actually something that's happened multiple times before and right. you, you get to like the resistance underground and. Oh, it's all these um, people with their cat buddies. All these people with these cat buddies. And then you get to like the leader and the, the door closes behind you. The, the thing turns around and there's the president of the United States <laughs> and he's a cat. 
No, he, he's actually, he's got his cat buddy there and he goes, welcome to the resistance. As in this world, the president isn't the bad guy. He's actually okay. one of the ones on the run. Okay. How does he not then just have the power to stop all this? He's just a figurehead. He's just a figurehead. Typical. You know, it's big corporations behind it all. Oh, yeah. Well, they just, it, it, they just want uh, people to, to spend and not question and work and not get paid enough. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. That's really cool. And so, you know, the rest of the game's just kind of tearing, tearing it down. Burn it all down. Eat the rich. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and then, just to really cement the fact that we want a sequel, we we see, like, this um, somewhere in, in like, a, a hidden lab in, like, South Mexico or something like that. Mm-hmm. You see this scientist and he goes, I created the next best thing. The ladder ladder? See Fido. And it's like- <laughs> <laughs> like a puppy comes out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, they found some fucking dog DNA. Yeah. I like it. I like that a lot. I was thinking, yeah. I was wondering whether it was going to be the person who imprinted a third cat and they like start turning into a cat or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, they get full on telekinesis. <laughs> Telekitanesis. Uh, okay. Three dogs. <laughs> Seashore Alley. Golden Redundancy. <laughs> okay. This to me feels very much like when I saw Seashore Alley, I'm like, this is like a Stardew Valley or yep. like an Animal Crossing sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. Golden Redundancy is you have been made redundant in your job and got this huge payout and it's like, all right, I'm going to go sea change. Like, yeah, like exactly. Yes. Buy uh a place down on down on the ocean and fix it up. Yep. So, how can we make this not just Stardew Valley, but on the ocean? I mean, which Stardew Valley is already? Um, all the currency in this place is seashells. Okay, that's one way to do it. Yep. Um, from a gameplay perspective, are we talking? I mean, you've got the sort of crafting stuff. You've got the growing stuff. Maybe a bit more of a focus on fishing, like. It's yep. more about yep, going like out on your boat and building your boat up, um, getting mm-hmm. parts for your boat to be able to go further. Um, now, of course, we know that seashells are actually old animals' homes. So, is there, like, some sort of sinister thing happening in the background that um, there's uh, some people farming these animals and killing them before their time? I do- <laughs> I, yeah, yes. I just will say yes. Uh, I do like the idea of- I mean, I guess Stardew Valley kind of has that a bit too anyway. Um, I think there's the whole, like, corporation. I haven't played enough of it. But, yeah, I like the idea that the initial- you know, you start off, it's like, oh, seashell currency, like, that's cutesy and kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that becomes the whole crux of the, the, like, dark underside of this place, of this country, because basically it's a land people too. Like, make their own currency. Yeah. Inflation is run rampant. Wealth inequality. <laughs> and you're just- You wanted to get away from this shit. I just wanted to go fishing. You realise that um, Herman's Herbert, Hermit Crabs is, like, the the l- literal, like, dark underbelly of, of like, um, you know, it's almost the black market seashell <laughs> repository or well, bank or something no, like that. No, what it is, it's- it's, it's, it's fucking money laundering because they get their hermit crabs to put the shells on and take them somewhere else. <laughs> then they're like, they're cleaned. Their source is not is unknown. <laughs> We've got an army of hermit crabs. 
It turns out that Herman was actually a, um, he's just a figurehead. The real, like, mastermind behind this whole thing is actually a hermit crab. <laughs> okay. A human sized hermit crab or just like. Yes. All right. Or, or, or it's Herman just someone. Pulls off, his, pulls off his, like, fake face or whatever, and it turns out that he's like this huge hermit crab underneath. Or is it just someone who relates to hermit crabs so well that they, like, wear a, like, porta potty on their back and live in there? <laughs> <laughs> you just never see them, like, come out from behind the curtain that it's, like, hidden behind. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do like that idea, though, of uh, a Stardew Valley-esque thing, more fishing-based than the garden-based. Yep. Uh, with the, the story going on in the background. Okay, so unlike Stardew Valley, which is like a top-down sort of yep. almost Zelda sort of view, yep. um, I kind of like the idea of taking it to a new version of Zelda where it's like a third-person adventure sort of thing. Yeah, 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 you could do that. I mean, yeah. that was- um. What's that? Oh, my time in Porsche is kind of like that. I think I didn't play a lot of it, but it's it's more of a a three D adventure sort of view. But I think the gameplay is very craft crafty stuff. Um, but yeah, I like that idea. Even going for a bit of a cell shaded kind of cartoony look. Oh yeah, Wind Waker all the way. Oh, full Wind Waker. Okay, <clears throat> uh, with like the the like chibi heads, <laughs> big eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, that's a good juxtaposition against the fucking dark, dark. themes that you end up uncovering and bringing in. Um, cool. I've got this thing about dark animals in, in this yeah, It's episode. true. It's true. I, w- I was going to get on you for throwing shade at hermit crabs. I was like, their underbellies aren't that dark. <laughs> Give them some slack. All right. Three, two, one, click. This one would be more appropriate uh, in our Christmas episode, but Tinsel Uncovering. Overhead Viewer. Oh. So, it's a top-down, like, Christmas tree wrapping. Oh, no. (laughs) Christmas tree decorating. I just thought of this as, like, XCOM or Commandos, but for (laughs) delivering presents. Okay, yep. It's a stealth-based- Like, have you seen um, Arthur Christmas? Yes. Yeah, like, how all the elves are having to, like, stealth in and do all these cool-ass moves and stuff. Yeah. It's that, but, yeah, like, either a turn-based or a, a you know, real-time- Commando-style. Commando thing where you can, like, pause and get commands. You know that if, if you're going to go something in that sort of style, I'm always going to say commando. Yeah, I know that's your reference. <laughs> it's my, you know, late 90s, early 2000s reference. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that. And so, you've got- You've got these elves. Maybe you've got- Do you have a Santa? Is this a world where, like, is Santa doing all this and has elf helpers or- Uh, I I think what you actually are is you are playing Santa. But Santa's got too old to actually do it, so he's just in the command center and he sends out the elves to do everything. Yes, yes. Well, and I love- (laughs) I love the idea of as elves level up, they start looking- getting to look and dress more like Santa. So, like, at the beginning, they're just regular elves, and then, like, level three, they start growing a beard. It's because they eat too many cookies and milk. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. They have to. Oh, I love that. Because- So, basically, you've got- You come into a mission. It's like, all right, here's the house. Here are your missions. Like, eat the cookies and milk. Uh, make sure you take a carrot for the reindeer. Deliver the presents. Um Get around the security system that gets yeah, well, that's it. all then, the time. Then, yeah, then you've got it. That, those are the challenges to meet these things. It's like security systems and no chimney in this house. So, we've got to like, you know, okay, this window is unlocked, but it's on the second story. Or, you know, you could pick the lock on the front door, but there's a uh, alarm system. 
then there's a big Rottweiler and you've got to sedate the dog. Um, yeah. You know, it's- oh, I fucking love this. And so, because <laughs> then you've got all the different skills and stuff. So, it's like, all right, my lockpicking, you know, my lockpicking elf um, needs to somehow get up onto the second floor, but they're not very good at climbing. But, you know, maybe you can, you've got like a tool, you know, an elf that can build things like a MacGyver elf or something who can build like a little <laughs> zip line or a grappling hook <laughs> out of things that you find. <laughs> Uh, because I th- I'm thinking of this more like, like, yes, the sort of real time ishness of, of commandos is fine, but from an XCOM, XCOM point of view of like, you stick with your same team through multiple missions. Um, yep. but they can like, I guess that can they die? <laughs> or do- is it just if they get like seen, then they can't be, uh, um, I, I think literally the, um, the biggest thing about this whole thing is that. Elves are severely allergic to dogs. To dogs. Oops. And if they get bitten by a dog, they explode. What? <laughs> Literally explode. Uh, yep. I, only if we can use the awesome Silent Storm engine uh, or whatever the current generation. Did you ever play that one? No. It was it was a bit more of a an xcom vibe in that it was full turn-based, but it had a really good- um, like level destruction stuff that you could really use with gameplay and that sort of thing. Like it's like, oh fuck, how do I get through here? I'll just chuck a grenade down that end, and you can bust through the wall. <laughs> um, to the point though that if you like took out enough supports, the whole building would come down. Like it was really cool. Uh, so I'm, <laughs> I'm picturing okay, that. Cool. But maybe I, don't, I think dogs is too specific though, because like then you just have to have dogs in every level. I think it's about being seen. I think there's something about being noticed by humans or being seen by humans that causes some sort of like magical imbalance that if it happens enough times they explode yeah uh and that counts yeah so it's all about it's all about being silent cameras count though like if you get seen by a camera you know that like like there's some sort of temporal thing with the magic that's like well someone's going to be able to see that uh or well no i guess if you've been seen by a camera maybe you just have to like mess with the security system that's like an extra task then what I kind of like is that there's like secret tasks that happen in each each level about um you know being able to find something inside the house that um each elf wants to sort of collect um oh, so yeah. sort of almost like this particular <laughs> elf likes collecting PDAs and yeah, this one over here it's always likes collecting- sort of like a bonus quest for for your yeah. cuz I'm picturing your your elves are obviously randomly generated because you might go through a bunch of them, but it, like it gives them a bonus. Then, um, yeah. The problem is that that is also um, like it gives you bonuses in the levels and all this sort of stuff, but it also is things that the security system is now they're starting to like get um, get an idea that okay, last Christmas this many PDAs went missing. <laughs> you know, it's it's now a major. Problem. We need to catch these. Um, well, these or maybe it's just around like maybe maybe these bonuses could give both uh, uh, a bonus and like a flaw to mm-hmm. to the character holding them. So it's like okay, this person really likes PDAs, and they're the like security system person. So it gives them bonuses to being able to unlock security system, uh, but also like they can't turn the sound off on it or something. <laughs> like it, <laughs> it's it, now a distraction. Yeah, they, they or like may, it might wake someone up if it goes, it. or well, or if it goes off at the wrong time, like it might wake up one of the family members. Because <laughs> I kind of love this idea that that yeah, like basically their health is how many times they've been seen. 
and you lose more health if it's like in full light or in full view rather than just like if you're if you're moving across a doorway and the person happens to turn and catch a glimpse of you like you lose a little bit of health um mm-hmm. but obviously if you know you wake someone up and they turn the light on and you're there in the middle of the room it's almost an instant death except yeah they fucking explode <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know if they hurt. Do they hurt the human or do they just magically explode? <laughs> okay, so when they explode, instead of, like, actual damage and all that sort of stuff, they really piss the humans off because all elves, as everyone knows, are all made of glitter. Yes. So, effectively, it's like they've just well, glitter-bombed the entire house. It's tinsel, it's basically. Tinsel. Like, yeah. It's like tinsel bits. But but it's all those it's all those stray bits of tinsel yes. that are really, really hard Which to get Which are basically glitter you, anyway. You find them in July after you- Bloody took the Christmas tree down on the 26th of December. <laughs> I fucking- Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because anyone takes it down on the 26th of December. Don't tell me you do. I don't care if you do. And you know one person who does that. It's Michael Jones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> he doesn't put it up in the first place. Uh, I fucking love the idea of elves exploding into glitter and tinsel. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and then they're just dead and, like, their friend, their fucking friends are mourning them. And then it's just like, a, okay, get the fuck out. If if you've had an explosion that's been in front of someone, like, you can try to still uh, complete your mission, but, <laughs> like, they're now on high alert because they're just like, where the fuck did this glitter come from? <laughs> and you've also got to, like, do, like, a little mini game to stop the- to stop the elves from crying out in pain or something like that. <laughs> like, oh, my God, my friend just exploded. <laughs> well, or maybe it's like you've got a certain They're amount of moves. You've got a certain remains. amount of moves to get out of the house <laughs> because fucking Santa's base camp is going to neuralize the house to make them forget they saw an elf. And if that happens, all the elves in the house will turn to glitter. But <laughs> I kind of like the idea that it's um, neuralized, but it's in, like, um quotation marks and it's literally like a nuclear strike <laughs> well i think it only takes out elves though <laughs> i think it 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 makes humans that look this is the very reason that tinsel was even ever invented is its similarity to elf guts so that there's plausible deniability <laughs> when an, when an elf was seen and exploded and they had to erase the memories of the humans, but they can't get rid of the glitter and, and tinsel. Uh, okay, so we we know that this is top-down, but because of, like, graphical technology nowadays, I'm just imagining, like, I always thought when GTA 2 came out, it had the most amazing lights um, happening and all that sort of stuff. Could you imagine what you could do now with ray tracing? Like, how awesome the lighting Coming off the Christmas tree could actually oh, yeah. be now. Look, I don't like, think it needs to be full top down, like like one, you know, ninety degrees facing, you know, per- perpendicular to the Earth. Um, I think you could go the kind of more isometricish view. It would make a bit more sense. <laughs> Forty five degrees. Oh, <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be like. <laughs> You know it doesn't what have I mean. to be straight down, 90 degrees. It's not like if we're viewing it from satellite. No, it can just yeah. be, you know, 45 degrees. <laughs> I mean, whatever. You're like in- a typical isometric game. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I don't understand. <laughs> You're still looking down. 
I know, I'm just giving you shit because it's like you, you can't be on the on the 90 degrees looking straight down. But no, 45 is fine. <laughs> it just seems like because GTA is very much like your character is centered and you are looking straight down at the top of its head, right? Yeah. I don't think that would work for this. Sort of- I mean, the reason why I said GTA 2 is because I still remember playing it for the first time going, wow, well, you know, the traffic yeah. lights are putting out this beautiful green light across the entire- Well, GTA 2, I mean, and 1 to a degree, but 2 did do better with the lighting, were special in that it felt like a sprite-based game, but it was in a 3D. Like, it had 3D buildings and stuff, right? So, you're getting yeah. that full 3D perspective- Ah, uh, and so it was a really effective mix uh, in that in that situation. Whereas, yeah, I think with this we just go, you know, we're at the point you can just go full 3D and have nice little fucking rendered now, things. And the weird thing is, and this is going off on a tangent. Did you know that GTA Three you could actually also view from above and see that exact same? Really, view? was that built into the game? Yeah, it's built into the game. It's actually pretty cool. I wonder if anyone ever played it that way, because I I'm bet sh- you they did I don't know. I'm sure someone did. There's too many people. There's probably a fucking speed run in playing GTA 3 from top-down mode or some bullshit. Yeah. Okay, three to one. Yeah. That was a fucking good one, though. I would play that. Oh, yeah. I would play that. Okay. Scratch remove. Damaged flavor. Okay, so when I saw scratch remove, I started thinking lottery tickets, um, and I kind of like the idea that- it's a damaged lottery ticket in that you and a friend went in halves on this thing. And um, when when you realised that you won a lot of money, like you each were fighting over it and you stole, like, basically- it's like the classic- It tore in half. Yeah. <laughs> and then you thought that you had, you know, it was like a banknote in which as long as you got 60% of the- uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, it probably but, depends who's um, got the barcode, realistically. But okay. Was the barcode yeah. ripped in half? Ripped in half along yeah, the barcode. Yeah, the barcode was ripped in half. You've got 60% of it still. Right. But um, the barcode's ripped in half, and therefore they can't actually accept it. Okay. Even though they can see that you got all the winning symbols. Oh, so I see. So, now it's- It's just even just the barcode was ripped. Yeah. So, it turns out that it's it's actually the barcode that means everything, not the, uh, not the symbols. Um, the other direction I was going in is uh, that somehow you've got a scratched piece of film, and that really affected the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> but no, let's not take it that way. All right. Um- <laughs> Believe me, there, there was um, something that I came up with that came up in, in my list before, which was photographic extraction. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's gonna that's gonna take it in that sort of way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, w- what do you think about the lottery ticket idea? Um, yeah, that's fine. That's good. So, uh, I guess how. Is this person trying to get it back? Are they trying to convince um, the other person to give it back? Does the other person even still have it? What's okay? Going on? So you know what it is. It's an ex-husband who's got the other half. So oh, it's basically it was yep. in in sort of like your last fight. You um you didn't realize it at the time, but you'd actually won. You tore this lottery ticket in half, and as as you went away, you started scratching at this thing, realized that you won. Oh, but they already- but have, Okay. They've got the other half. So, you're saying then that the, the husband doesn't even know. Yeah, the so, husband doesn't even know. So, it's about getting it back from them without uh, tipping them off. That you've just won a fuckload of money. Yeah. And, of course, you- I, I like the idea that your character's, you know, thinking, I'm not going to- um not going to cash this in until after- 
we sort of get married uh, after we get divorced and therefore, you know, I've got plausible deniability that, oh, yeah, I won this money after we were already divorced. Right. To have to share it with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, what sort of gameplay is this kind of dialogue-based where you're having to sort of trick um, the husband and get into the house and or, like, call them to get him out of the house? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't know why this came into my head, but I started thinking of, like, Looney Tunes <laughs> and okay. how- this this character keeps on coming up with all these schemes to get into the house to steal it back. <laughs> so kind of like Wiley Coyote, you get you can basically order a whole heap of stuff from Acme and and you know try to like <laughs> blow the hinges off the doors and all this sort of stuff, just trying to sneak in <laughs> <laughs> because this super ridiculous over the top, uh, like almost a puzzle yeah. game. Yeah, where you have to get through each room. <laughs> Well, you break into that house and he just runs with the with the thing into the next house and you know, you can bust into this one. Um, yep. That could be kind of funny to have, like, relatively down-to-earth subject matter and then this completely wacky gameplay where you're trying to, like, launch yourself through a window. <laughs> okay. And I've just worked out the, the perfect way to actually, um, like, balance this out so that it, it can go on for a long, 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 long time. Uh-huh. It's a match three game. <laughs> and you're doing the match threes to like- um, That would actually- know, to get- Yeah. That would actually be like the perfect setup for a match three. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's the exact type of so thing they do. Your characters, you know, um, this time they're trying to blow the hinges off the doors. So, you need to get 13 oranges so that you can, you know, cut the wires at the right time or whatever. <laughs> You know, just go even stupider each time. I feel like that's become our crutch to just be like, and it's a match three. But no, I think in this situation, it would be, it would work really well. <laughs> All right. I think let's move on to our final click picture. <sighs> Hang on. Let me just, let me just get a, get a mouthful of water. <laughs> All right. We might have a live spit take. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, enter. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Nearly. (laughs) We have a man in a business jacket and suit and tie with board shorts on the bottom on a surfboard with his laptop looking at the camera and giving a thumbs up. That's fucking amazing. (laughs) That is awesome. Um, Especially, I feel like this guy's definitely on a video call. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is this, about, is this, this is just a game where you have to like take video calls in the middle of all these recreational activities <laughs> you're just constantly wearing a like suit jacket and you've got to surf without getting it wet and you go like <laughs> you're skydiving with you're while skydiving. like taking video calls with the board yes <laughs> And so it's not about okay, doing so- tricks. It's not about doing. It's just about making sure that the rectangle that they can see is not affected by whatever you're doing. <laughs> the crazy thing is, you know, um, trying to trying to be on a roller coaster right as you're doing a board meeting. Um, it's really really hard not to scream as you're going down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> You've got also the people behind you on the roller coaster are really pissed off because before you took the call, you put like a backdrop right behind you. 
that's just like <laughs> flapping in the wind. <laughs> or you just literally carry around a portable blue screen so you can put a virtual background on in Zoom and nobody knows. <laughs> They're like, why is your hair doing that? Oh, I've just got a strong fan. <laughs> why are you surfing today? <laughs> what? No. Did you just vomit off screen? <laughs> But I just love the fact that, you know, he's putting a virtual background up there of the activity that he's currently doing. <laughs> yes. So, the, you know, if you get the, the fucking artifacting and some of it shows through, it's not as obvious. It's like, ah, Frank's in a movie theatre today, good virtual background. And you're like, yeah, virtual background. <laughs> You see, you see, like, it moves off to the side and you literally see that there is a blue screen there that, that is blocking the people behind his view. No, I'm, th- I'm kind of thinking in this situation, it's actually more about just convincing the people on the screen that wherever you are, it is a virtual background and it's just really realistic. <laughs> so, yeah, you're on a roller coaster and they're like, oh, that's a good, that's an animated virtual background. Wow. Oh, geez. How are you making your hair move in sync uh, with, the, with the roller coaster? You've really gone all out. <laughs> Jeez. Those people appear to really be tapping on the shoulder and telling you to shush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hide them. Is that is that the latest James Bond I hear on the screen? How the hell did you get a virtual background that has that? <laughs> that movie's not even out yet. Wait, is that the copyright police coming in behind you and arresting you? For broadcasting audio from James Bond 27 or whatever the fuck they're up to? Yeah, this is this is a really, really interactive <laughs> interactive virtual background. Um That just made me think of a of a situation where uh, it's like a horror game where virtual backgrounds are like becoming real and like pulling people into them. <laughs> so, like in that, in that situation, they're not actually where they are. It's like, ah, uh, look at this funny virtual background of, uh, you know, the creepy basement. And, uh, somebody just literally pulls them, comes like our hands come out and pull them up. Okay. Now imagining it's in VR so that you're always able to see where the rectangle is on the screen. Yep. With your two hands, you're holding holding onto the screen. So, as you're surfing and it's, like, continually moving, if you don't want to feel sick, then you've got to try and keep your keep your focus just on the on the rectangle. But, of course, you're also having to do, like, a little bit of leaning and all that sort of stuff to be able to <laughs> keep yourself afloat. <laughs> um, yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. Just And then you get a playback of it that shows you with your fucking suit jacket flapping in the wind. <laughs> I mean skydiving, I know how bad it feels when you when you like just falling from a from a slightly high height in VR. Could you imagine skydiving in VR? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty funny. I kinda wanna I kinda wanna see if there's actually a Oh skydiving. I guarantee there is there's gotta be. VR experience out there. I wanna try it. I know what <laughs> Okay. So by next week, I will have tried a VR experience skydiving, okay. as long as there is one, and I will report back how bad it feels. <laughs> yeah, report back in litres how much you vomited. Yeah, because I already know how bad, like, you know, Richie's plank experience and all that sort of stuff is, because it, that's, like, really freaking creepy. Have you done that? No. 
you're literally almost at the at the top of this building and all this sort of stuff, and you're walking out on this tiny little plank, and it feels like bad. Yeah, no, I I have seen what it is. I just haven't uh, I haven't played it. Yeah. yeah, I did it at a friend's place, and we put a plank out just to just to right. really feel yeah. like you could actually feel the edge of the plank and all this sort of stuff. Um, that was yeah, not fun. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note. Keep that horror, uh, keep that horror game in mind as you all have your work from home Zoom meetings this week. But, uh, try see to- if you can picture, see if you can pick who there is actually doing the thing in their virtual background. Yeah, that's it. Cause it's guaranteed, guaranteed to be one of them, maybe even your boss. <laughs> it's probably Mick. No, it's Frank. We all, we all know it's Frank. Yeah, probably. Fucking Frank. Alright, so if you want to find us online, see the rest of our episodes, you can go to podchester.com slash bitstorm. Hit us up with a follow, subscribe, you can get email notifications when new episodes come out, makes it real fucking easy. Uh, and definitely- Especially when- Leave a review. Especially when the editor releases it on time. <laughs> well, no, it's even more important when I edit and release it late, because you'll know exactly when it comes up, you won't be waiting around. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Leave us a review. Tell us what you thought. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, yeah, go hit us up, podchester.com slash bitstorm. We're also part of the 8-Bit Collective. This is a group of podcasts. More every year coming on board, joining the network. Uh, go and check them out. There's some great actual play, uh, role-playing stuff. There's a lot of video game commentary and different different aspects and uh, pop culture stuff, so go to 8bit.net, definitely check them out. And keep your ear out for the 8-bit cast. There is a special Bitstorm featuring episode coming up. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the Patreon-backed uh, monthly podcast. Uh, I believe that they, they do come out on the public feed uh, on a bit of a delay two weeks after schedule. They, yep. after they- there you go. So, uh, but, you know, get it early. Go and support the Patreon. Yeah. Helps us. I mean- it does. Even though when when haven't been part of the network for that long, it does actually help us. It helps pay for our our hosting. Yep. So please jump on board to the eight bit Patreon. We are our patreon.com slash we are eight bit. And we'd like you to check out the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. A group of like minded individuals who just help each other out with extra content, extra guests. For those podcasts in need, I recommend that you you check out that that community of people because they're all awesome people. So search for at AGP Network on Twitter or the Australasian Game Podcast Network on Facebook. And finally, we'd like to thank Curadust for the use of the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. Yes. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And and um Ben, uh, you got any of that um any of that really good tape? I kind of I, I, I just need to fix man. <laughs> and I've had, had a copy of Wild Things steeping for the last hour, so if you'll excuse me, I've got something to do. <laughs>